This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds! Today, this episode is for all you Harry Potter movie fans out there. I'm Joanna. Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Krupnik. And I'm Brian Allen's Inside Line Plopsky. Oh. And we could not be happier. You have joined us for some Birdie's Bots Every Flavored Jelly Beans on the Hogwarts Express for this very special episode today. Oh, we laughed and cried while watching the HBO special Return to Hogwarts, celebrating 20 years since Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was released on screen. Or the Philosopher's Stone for those across the pond. Oh, yeah. Let's call it Philosopher's Stone because I'm a total purist and I only refer to it as that. Actually, what was I thinking? No, you were going with what the HBO like introduction. I was being America friendly. Yeah, you were being you were being USA friendly. I appreciate that. (laughs) And now we want to share our thoughts with you. So pour yourself some ice cold pumpkin juice and let's begin. And as we start every episode, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We will be spoiling everything about the Harry Potter movies, potentially about Fantastic Beasts. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll stay away from the books. uh, The books. We'll try. We'll We'll try not to. We'll stay away from Cursed Child because I know you haven't seen it yet. Right. We'll stay away from Cursed Child, um, Cursed Child, however you pronounce it. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to get into all that. There will be spoilers, my friends. Yeah. Unfortunately, you just can't celebrate something after 20 years and not talk about it. (laughs) Agreed. Uh, Agreed. (laughs) Makes it a little difficult. Yeah, Um, like, on my 20th birthday, like, people were allowed to talk about memories. It wasn't like, spoiler alert, like, you had a bar mitzvah. Right, yeah, totally. And honestly, if you haven't appreciated the wonderful wizarding world of Harry Potter and its extended universe. Just just download us, rank us, but then turn us off. Go read the books as I'm doing right now because last night I was inspired to start my annual read already. Oh, um, you you started your reread already? Yeah, so I try to I try to read them once at least once a year. Um mm-hmm. sometimes I will just pick up at 4 into the end because um, I'm just feeling darker um, sure, and I don't sure. have time to do like the full series. So at How least once a year. in the world were you a Hufflepuff? This is I, the most Ravenclaw <laughs> thing. I That's so Ravenclaw. I know. I don't know. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that when I answered those questions, I was influenced by my family that I took it with who were sitting at the table with me. That's the only explanation I have. So that and the fact, yeah. Oh yeah, no, no. Finish your thought. No, that and the fact that um, I, I, I mean, I do, I do like to be liked, and I, and I know that the Hufflepuffs are a very like, um, you know, they're gregarious and they are, you know, it's a great place that welcomes everyone, and I have that ability, but sure. I don't know, and I'm not <laughs> like this with everything. Only about things I like. Sure, but being being liked. Uh, being liked being liked i guess like i feel like it depends if that comes from like anxiety or not i feel like that anxiety is more ravenclaw than like 
yeah. than like Hufflepuff just being like, I just like being liked. It's nice. Whereas like <laughs> the Ravenclaw is like, like you stay up at night and you get stomach aches because you don't know if somebody likes you or not. That's true. That's true. But I feel like they don't even put themselves. Well, I don't. Not. I want to generalize about any of these dear people. No, all of my multiple houses. Maybe I'm like a Ravenclaw with a um, Hufflepuff wing. Sure, <laughs> a rising Hufflepuff. Huff, rising Hufflepuff. My question <laughs> for you is: When you took the test, the original. When you take the test, do yeah. you take it as is, or do you take the test on Pottermore? As you maybe would answer it when you were like eleven or however however they old for year one. I oh that's a good question. I took it as I am now, um, sure. but I did take it like five years ago, and I <laughs> when you were wasn't trying. I think I was like, of course, tr- yeah. When I was eleven, I wasn't trying, and there was no internet. I wasn't trying to get <laughs> um, a house. That's the other trick is that like you could accidentally subconsciously bias ish try to you know pull it pull a harry not slytherin not slytherin sure and sure. so maybe i like weaved my way to you know to a direction that wasn't but I, I took this next time the recent one when you questioned it i took it totally just what i thought wanted to answer i was mm-hmm. i was very proud to be a hufflepuff so i wasn't trying to change it but mm-hmm. i was just trying to test your theory and sure show enough i'm a ravenclaw <laughs> all right well um, I'm going to hand this over to you because of all the things that we talk about, Joanna, you are – this is your wheelhouse. Harry Potter is your first, like, obsessive love, if you will, in terms of, like, all this nerd-verse stuff. Um, yeah, that's so true, I guess. Can, I'm going to ask you the first question and you take it from here. Kind of what's your relationship with the books and, and more importantly the movies because that's what we'll be mostly discussing today? Well, I love it all. I mean, the as I said, I read the books constantly, and there I'm getting a different interpretation sometimes, all the time. There's new details I forget. Sometimes I try to forget so that I am rediscovering every time. I, I can't tell you how many times there are. I'm, I'm not gonna say what they are because I would love for anyone who is thinking about reading these books to read them. So I'm gonna try not to spoil the books. But when there are things that happen, especially in Hallows, that I like totally forget every time, or how things work how they will turn out. Oh, how does this loophole? What's the loophole? And then I think, no, 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 just don't think about it. And then I just like let it happen again. And it's it's like this amazing ability that I have only with these books to truly kind of forget. And I'm not like, I mean, when I'm reading them over and over again, if I miss something, you know, or if I, I, I let it go because I know I'm going to read them again and it'll be something mm-hmm. I remember next time. Um, anyway, I love the books. The movies are... Wait, can we go I back think, to the books for one second? Yeah, sure. Did you were you like uh, I have the uh, like like uh, were you a uh, oh, wow this is really good oh wait there are two more and then like you started at four or like was this like you read Philosopher's Stone and then you were like oh well, there are going to be more or did you like or were there some out already and you were able to like binge three or four books and then go no midnight? I was there when the first one came out I never b- bought any online. Um, I don't know that Amazon, Amazon was happening when we were in college. I remember getting the, the Hallows while I knew you at Wegmans at midnight, um, when that came out. Cause we think mm-hmm. we were, the, that book came out, um, I don't know, I forget. let's see, I wrote it down. Um, that book came out. Oh, I made it. Oh my gosh. I made a timeline. <laughs> Deathly Hallows came out in 2007. Wait, you made a time, can you read the timeline? Yeah. Well, I can't. Well, sure, I can read it here. So 
you have, well, you guys can't see, but the books, I went on one side of the page and the movies on the other. And you just, just to see how long we had to wait for some of these things mm, or, mm-hmm. or more interestingly, what hot years there were, such as the year that Half-Blood Prince, the book, 2005, was, came, got released at the same time that Goblet of Fire movie was. So my guess is that a lot of people, when they probably hit Goblet of Fire or maybe Prisoner of Azkaban in 2004, the movie, they were like, okay, I got to go read these books. And they only had three or four to read at that time, the shortest mm-hmm. ones. Well, Goblet of Fire, mm-hmm. not short. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm guessing that some fans jumped in around the time that the movie started getting really good or more adult. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I bought all the books at the time that they were released we uh it was it was a super fun thing to do and some sometimes i couldn't always get there at midnight because we were like at school or something but Mm -hmm. i always bought them right away my sister's into them too she would go at midnight she'd sometimes go to the little parties um i might have been like just a minute too old for that but i definitely Mm -hmm. went with her and just stood in line and then went home um she has like a baseball cap from like the third movie or something i have a poster from the release of the last book you do noble or borders, so, borders, borders. Oh my God, borders, RIP. Okay, so wait, what about you? Because you, I know you read the books once, th- at least once through, just once through, right? Uh, I've read them once through and I've listened once through. Ah, uh, Jim Dale, who I believe we heard last night, right? Yes, I think Wasn't so. Wasn't he the, I think, I didn't confirm. I should have confirmed, but I think that was his voice. Mm. Who else would they use? Let's figure I it out. I know. So I, I started when the fourth one book came out my mm-hmm. sister had been reading them and i made fun of her for reading them and then i heard the movies so were you are this out. person i'm talking about yeah uh-huh totally totally and a friend of mine at sleepaway camp was like you're gonna see the movies i'm like yeah of course i'm gonna see the movies like you should read the books and i was like oh, okay i'll read the first one and someone gave it to me just to like casually read and i like devoured it and i, I apologized to my sister and i read the next two and then eric and i the the fourth one had just come out, I believe, the book. Uh-huh. Um, or whatever. What was your timeline? When What book are you talking about? Uh, wh- movie. When, did, when did the fourth, when did Goblet of Fire book come out? Goblet of Fire book came out in 2000. And when did the first movie come out again? 2001. Okay. <clears throat> so I read the first three and then saw the movie. And then from four on was there for midnight openings and all that stuff. Yes. For movies too. I went to a the uh for the Harry Potter movies. Yes. Um the first one or two I saw opening day with packed movie theaters. Yep. Um and then once I was like a little bit older, when the other ones came out, we would go to every midnight opening of those. Well, Brian, we saw the fifth together. The fifth movie. In Ithaca? Yeah. Because we had re- just gotten home from London and we were like, London, when they're oh, like soaring yes, over the Thames. Because they're soaring over the Thames. And I'll never forget them using the oyster cards. And yes. So transition. We were in the theater together for that, all of yeah, us. Yeah. I remember that. I totally remember that now. Yes. I probably have that um, um, ticket stub. Stub? Oh, my God. Yeah. For yeah. those of you who don't know, Brian is is a is an avid moviegoer. What year like, was that? What year that would that would have been? been in 2007. Seven? So that would, yeah, probably, it was probably like right after, yeah, because we were in London in 2000, early 2007. Well, while I look for this, what I'll actually say is that the thing that this movie really, really, really. Um, the movie being the HBO or the movie being Half-Blood Prince? Sorry, the, the HBO. 
Yes. What it really did for me in total honesty is it made me miss London the most. Oh, my God. Place. Well, it also made me today because we're going to probably – we're doing London for half our honeymoon this mm-hmm. May, hopefully, um, trying to do this after two years. Um, and sure. I'm, I immediately went to the – the Warner Brothers Studios lot tour website, um, which I realized that this morning when I was in the queue and I had to wait forever, I was like, wait, why am I doing this the day after everyone is reminiscing about Harry Potter and seeing Mm. the set? So no, I'm not going to do it right now. I'm going to wait until like a month goes by, but (laughs) I have to go to that lot tour. And do you remember, I know Sam Yeager, you're not listening, but remember when Sam Yeager was invited to the studio lot while we were in London because she was doing something with a costume designer? I do not remember that, but well, I, she got to go and I'm so would. jealous. Yeah. Yeah. And because they were still mid making the movies. I mean, that was like, that was like people were like, you know, just had gotten off that set. Um, it's interesting to, and, and I, so I fought against Star Wars and, and the MCU kind of for so long because they're not based on texts the way that Harry Potter is. And I was such a big Harry Potter fan. Mm-hmm. I was like, how do you like what it, you know, you, it doesn't have like a core text that goes along with it. So there's just, there must be so much missing. And after I finally did, you know, get through all those, I realized that it's just different. Um, but I will say, and I'm curious if you agree there's something so much more fun about going to see a Star Wars movie or a Marvel or even a DC movie where you have no basis for comparison. Mm-hmm. Whereas Harry Potter has such a tough job of being a movie version of a book that has so much incredible detail that they just can't fit. So yeah. it was never going to be like, we're riveted in our seats. What's going to happen next? Cause those, well, those of us who knew, knew it was going to happen. We were more like, will they do this? Right. How will they do this? Oh, this is an interesting interpretation. Oh, this isn't how I saw it in my head. That kind of stuff. Did well, you? Yeah. My question for you based on that is when you read the books now and reread the books, how much does the movie influence your imagination? Um, I kind of blur them together now. Sometimes I'm like, does that, is that part in the movie? Because I, I know it plays like a movie. What I, what I, my question is like, when you read the books and it says like, Harry, Ron and Hermione walk through the Hogwarts hallway. Yeah. It's their faces now. It's their, okay. That's my, that's my question. Like you see Alan Rickman, you see like, um, uh, yeah, I never had, or I don't remember what their faces looked like. Probably just like the drawings, the illustrations. Um, I didn't really have an, uh, an impression of them. Now those are, those faces are in my head. There are some locations though that they don't go to in the movies. So those locations are in my head the way that I see them. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of fun, but sometimes I'm like, wait, was that in the movie or did I imagine that? Um, so yeah. So what did you think? Dan Radcliffe asked this question. I'm going to call him Dan, by the way, because we're close friends. Just yeah, kidding. I, I wish I knew him. So just as an update, I cannot find the one that we went to. However, oh, I found my Sorcerer Stone. Um, I saw it on <gasps> November 16th, 2001, a 7.45 showing. Oh, my um, God. I also found my the, my Iron Man ticket from 2008. Oh, yes. Well, that we saw two together as well. Yeah. I'm sure I could go through this and, like, find the other ones. But I, for some reason, couldn't find the... Uh, what we see Who's together? Man? We forgive you. What'd you say? Um, oh, Iron um, Man one. No, no. Which Harry fifth? The fifth one. Oh, the fifth yeah, one. I, yeah. I couldn't find half, that one. Um, uh, not half uh, or uh, the Phoenix. Yeah. Anyway, do you think that it is 
Dan Radcliffe asked this question, is it time for a Harry Potter reunion? Because my first thought was when I saw this was happening, I was like, this is so readily in my life still. This is not like, has it been that long? But then I realized that you, first of all, if you want to have the older generation as a part of this, you got to pick up the pace because like some of them yeah. get real old. I was Second of say, all, 20 years is a long freaking time. Absolutely. And quite frankly, like, you know, the world's kind of crappy right now. So a little hint of nostalgia in this form. And it's also very in right now. Like I watched well, a lot of these reunion specials, like the Fresh oh, Prince the of reunion Bel-Air specials, one, yeah. which was wonderful, which is actually really good. This one was very good. Um, I guess the question is like, did you like this? I really did. I mean, I didn't know what to expect. And I have to be honest, when that intro started and they were like staged in different things in London, like the books, the bookshop and the taxi, I was like, what is this? I thought mm-hmm. it was, but, th- but they were, get, they were into it. Like Emma Watson didn't look jaded as she was doing it. Like this is so lame. In fact, I must say Emma Watson was so much more excitable and genuine for her love in this than I think I thought she still was. I thought she kind of had faded about all this, but she was so emotional. Um, Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself, but so I I was a little nervous when the intro started because I was like, this is really weird. Like what is going on? But then I realized, okay, this is just, this is something that's going to go on the end of all the DVDs one day. I mean, probably not because it's like a special, special thing, but it's extra. It's like bonus features. Some of these interviews, I had like some of the stories I'd already heard because I watched so much footage of interviews with BK yeah. Rowling years ago, but some stories were really new. So no, I loved it. I, it just made me really happy to see. I mean, how special is it that we grew up with like, I mean, a TV series does this too. You grow up with the actors, sure. you age too, but it's different with this. I mean, it, like just, to have a series this long where you grow well, because with these I think kids that really it, show their growth. It's twofold because you grew up with Harry and Ron and Hermione in the books. And then right. you got to grow up not only with the characters, but the actors playing them. So you kind of grew up with them twice. The books more aligned with kind of our ages. Um, yes. And, and, and that was kind of pretty special. Uh, the only other thing I could think of is that even compares to something like this is maybe like um uh, uh 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 like boyhood but like that's yeah. one movie that you don't that's have nostalgia movie. for but just in terms of like watching the growth of, of kids i mean that this one is like pretty I mean, pretty cool and special yeah and because kids kids show their growth so fast you know alan rickman getting older god rip alan rickman getting older isn't that you know weird to look at but Stranger Things, those kids growing up before your eyes, every yeah. you know time those were like that's that, those are huge jumps in what they look like, what they sound like, yeah. their acting do watch, abilities. Do you watch The Witcher? I forget. No, but I've heard I should, and I love Henry Cavill. At the end, oh, he's such a hunk in those. He's At such the, a hunk. The end of season one and the beginning of season two takes place right after each other, and like oh. the the young girl in it, like does not even look like the same person anymore. Totally, it's like, it's, it's or like, like Mad Men, like um, Sally Sherpa. Yeah, like that's crazy. That's crazy. Every mm-hmm. year, it's like whoa, they grow so much. Um, anyway, it was super special. Um, I don't even know where to start. Uh, first of all, let me ask you, best glow up. I'm not going to talk about people aging well because I think that's really rude and I probably made you twins. So, yes. Well, specifically to me, the um, 
the other one. What is his name? There's the, the longer haired one. I'm not a twin um, expert here. I, I wrote know. it on my notes, but I don't think I transferred it over because I was ashamed that I asked this question. I um, would say that so cute. The twins, because that was the surprise glow up. The real glow up is um, Neville. Oh, Matthew Lewis. Matthew Lewis. Like, that's the real one. He's the glow up that we saw a couple years ago. We know. I mean, that yeah. wasn't a surprise in this. Um, yeah, I followed actually, his wife on Instagram. <laughs> the thing that surprised me the most and the opposite is, man, uh, I, I did not expect Robbie Coltrane to look so old. I know. But, man, the God. glow. He he saw that glow. I mean, I I knew Robbie. Robbie Coltrane to me is Valentine Zukovsky in the Bond movies. Oh, um, wow. Like, I don't think I, I remember that. Like, That's, is that uh, a Pierce Brosnan era? Yeah, he's in two of the Pierce. Okay, because I kind of skipped those. He, yeah. yeah, he's in um, Goldeneye, and he's in The World Is Not Enough. Um, oh, yeah, didn't see this. Yeah, anyway, uh, but yes. Um, yeah, that was a great go up. Um, uh, and, of course, I think I think <laughs> Rupert Grant is so cute, and Dan Radcliffe is so cute, Emma Watson is so beautiful. Well, um, something that Jamie and I talked about while watching this, which now that you're mentioning three of them, is it's really pleasing and satisfying to watch them reconnect when they've all had very good careers afterwards. This did not pigeonhole yeah. them. Like, obviously, Emma Watson and Daniel Radcliffe objectively – have right. had a more successful career than Rupert Grint. However, yeah. he's wonderful if you're not watching it in Servant on Apple TV+. Oh, Plus. yeah. He's done I some amazing work in some indie movies I've seen him in. So it's not for he's great. lack of talent at all. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's, you know, he's had some, he's gone through some phases and I don't know what he, how he was picking his projects. So I think it's no reflection on his abilities. He's, I mean, no, he was no. the best one of the three all through, I think. I would As agree. an actor. I would agree. Well, I mean, they, Emma they Watson kind of, took. Go on, sorry. I think they addressed that a tiny bit in terms of like he was the closest to his character. Yeah, and um, yeah, he was he was so ready. I think Emma Watson takes a really fun jump in her acting abilities. Um, I say as someone you know, who's observing that kind of thing as an actor. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, when she went to college and then she did Hallows, like her acting in Hallows is is really nuanced compared to the previous movies. So that's really cool. And I would argue that for him too. Because we saw, I've seen him on stage multiple times, once with you. Show have. Um, Yeah, and he... You saw How to Succeed as well? I saw How to Succeed as well, yes. Yeah, me too. Um, And he is just... And even in the movies he's done, um, he's just very impressive to me. Um, yeah. And I'm obsessed with him. I love him. Uh, yeah. I, I think he's a wonderful actor. He's someone I'm always interested in what he's – oh, I also love the TV show on TBS that he's in with Steve Oh, Buscemi. the one about like – yeah, it's like heaven or um, – Yeah, and every season they're yeah. in like a different like uh, thing. He's very enjoyable. That He's he's actually very funny. Um, and I don't – I think that um, – and friends of ours who have worked with him on stage have said he's he's lovely. So, yeah. yeah, I think they really lucked out. They just had three kids that aged well and and gracefully, uh, as far as we saw, and are really well spoken now. Um, and they they I think they were just the right. It's been enough time that they look back on this super fondly um, and realize what they had, as opposed to like stop 
asking me about Harry Potter, which I'm sure they went through that phase too, but not not last night. Like mm-hmm. they, you can tell they've had they they're reflecting on this positively. Yeah, and and they were paid to do that, so sure. Like, but uh, you could I, still I, think I, you could tell. Probably, I mean, yes, Dan Radcliffe. I mean, not sorry. I'm again jumping around, but I'm so excited. Um, moments that I cried. I have a list, and I want to know when you did. But yeah, Dan yeah. Radcliffe. I mean, truly crying. You can't fake that. Like he. When he cried at the end, I mean, Emma Watson, of course, I was crying every time she cried. Anytime anyone cried, I was crying. <laughs> but Dan Radcliffe really cried. I, I will say this. I definitely teared up at the very beginning during all that cheesy stuff. I'm surprised you did. And here's why. I have been very down on Harry Potter lately. I think because that – Because of the Fantastic Beasts Fantastic movies? Beasts are awful. I like them. I know, I know. I know. I, no, I'm just I, saying they, for those of you who do agree. I mean, just so you know, this is a pro Fantastic Beasts podcast on my yeah, end. Go on. <laughs> totally, and and I think it's great that the Wizarding World is is being is is being you know um, is growing. Um, I did not. Ha- I don't enjoy those films at all. Um, I watch them. I get bored by them. Uh, I think oh that they're God. doing a lot of weird retconning. Um, which is which is fine, like, but I I don't know if they're made for me per se. I wanted to. I always agree with you. I love that we finally have something we can disagree on. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so this is great. Okay. I I I liked Cursed Child. Um, mm. So I, again, haven't read no, it. I own it. Got it at midnight. But I but I was told. Um, see it. Sorry see to interrupt it. you. So I was no, told to see right. it before I read it, yeah. and just so it will stay good in my heart. Yeah. So I ha- um, still haven't. I've heard that the combining of the two plays into one actually helps it a lot. Ah. Because it cuts all the fat uh, mm. from it. Uh, I have a friend who saw both versions and definitely appreciated the shorter one uh, a lot mm-hmm. more in terms of storytelling. Like, it doesn't feel like you're being housed for two tickets, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so there's that one, although the London one is still in two. Um, Mm. Uh, so there's so and, and and that's fine. I had a good time, but like it wasn't well, London, like English people don't have time for that. They're like, we're not staying through a theater that is this long. We're gonna um, go two nights. <laughs> um, so there's that, but the the reason I'm saying this is because um, this past summer, Jamie and I went to the Wizarding World at Universal for the first yes. time, and, and just had a, a spectacular, wonderful time. It was so nice, and and seeing. The movies and the actors and the actresses that I love and what what really holds weight nostalgia wise in me that really affected me because I feel like with how what a what a monster J.K. Rowling has has revealed herself to be and um and with all the things I haven't really loved recently about these I've been very down yeah. on it and to be thrown back into the things that I love and that I appreciate and that mean a lot to me had a lot of impact while I was watching this for the hour and 45 minutes. Yes. Does that make sense? Totally. I, I agree with you. The JK Rowling, it's been, yeah, it's, it's, I've been a little disenchanted with what has been going on since. Um, and and yeah, I just want to say, I just also want to say this, and this really stuck out for me during this viewing. And I want to talk about the positive things from this 100%, but I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that, Harry Potter. They obviously used her footage for the tour for 2019. Right, but she was purposely so, not there. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate that the actors and actresses still mentioned her by name. She's obviously a big part. She wrote it. It's, it's hers. Um, I think that what this was missing, to be totally honest, is a woman wrote 
these books and these characters these there's there's a deep amount of empathy and 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 these characters are multi love faceted the women characters in these as we saw in this are just like spectacular mm-hmm. whether or not there are more or less like that's another question but like is all wonderful but here we are watching this narrated and the narrative being along the lines of these all male directors these male yeah. cast this male producer when this is a woman's body of work um is is was really really disappointed and the only female perspective beyond like i had a great time here in my teeth um yeah. was emma <laughs> oh watson God. and yeah. emma watson her perspective was very interesting i i think this is HBO. This is for nostalgia purposes. I think that they didn't go deep enough into the fact. They alluded to it, but they did not talk about the fact that she was the only female. She was the one being, um, you know, uh, um, what's the word? Scrutinized. Not even scrutinized, scrutinized, but also put into the lens of sexuality mm-hmm. before these boys were um, because of society. I'm sure there were countdowns to when she would turn 18, like Natalie Portman had when she was young. Like Oof. all of these gross things that go along with, unfortunately, growing up and being a female figure yeah. in Hollywood and in in London, the London scene, um, and all the tabloids and stuff. Their tabloids are terrible. She probably had, and and they 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 alluded to it, but they didn't go yeah. into it. Um, and, and that's something that would have interested me to hear more of that, but I know that's not the point of what we watched. Sure. Um, and I, and we could also tell that they were, they were really driving home. Like the, this is a place for people that don't always think they they fit in totally. and they were like really hammering that message home, which is true, but also no. an obvious, um, sort of, you know. The opposite. They're trying to. They're aware sure. of the situation. So my um, disappoint. So my disappointment was that w- because J.K. Rowling has presented herself as uh, a disappointing person, um, and that led to my disappointment in. W- She's richer than the queen. She she yeah. created something ma- uh, magical for everyone, and this is something that we would love to attribute to her. But unfortunately, we 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 ignore it, and then this is all told through the lens of the male directors and the male actors and the male right. producer. And we I, I, and I, I know this is about the movies, and the movies are way more male driven, obviously. Because, sure, but it was disappointing to miss that that real female point of view. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And, you know, you didn't really notice as you're growing up with it, because a this stuff is taking much more of a center stage as it should as as we've gotten older. Mm-hmm. Um, and we weren't really aware of what it, you know, all that um, get as we were younger. But, yeah, I think it's really important. You know, I'm I still enjoy these stories so much. And I it's, yes. I've created my own world with them and my own relationship to them and the movies. But you need the context. And um, I'm glad I have it and I now have – I feel like I'm watching it. I'm not blind to it and I'm not just feeding money into this machine unwillingly. Um, but it is – yeah, it's it's unfortunate. And it, But I, I – yeah, I know. I, I, you, no, it, you can love something and be super critical of it. Sure. But yeah. I do think it is important to know what's yeah. going on around it as well. Um, um, so let's anyway. flip perspectives. Yes. What what was your absolute favorite moment thing about this? Because we both really enjoyed this and had an yeah love this. Like, what was your favorite thing from this? I think um, seeing the three of them together at the end, you know, really was 
so moving because that's just like us. Like we, you know, they're they're like our avatars sort of through all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also really loved seeing as as someone who has been an actor, like I just the Dan Radcliffe and like Gary Oldman stuff, them watching the older generation, like that's just that I found that so fun and um so funny. I mean, God, Helena Bottom Carter was a riot. I just I loved that whole that whole stuff. I mean, of course, I love seeing everybody, but mm-hmm. I just love you know I just love watching them all together and what they really thought and because they didn't consider themselves like some highfalutin actors as kids. They knew. Mm-hmm. I love a bit about when Emma Emma was like, you know, we started saying, oh, like, good job in that scene. Like that, that was really good. That was as true. they got older because they yeah. were like, oh, we're like aware of this now and trying to be better and yeah. You know, we only ever found out book. Yeah, book, book. I don't know whether you were because you not. were Harry Potter. Just Rickman. You had a Rickman did. You, that was it. Rickman. He had the inside line. He worked that way. Did, he very, very early said to Joe, he was like, I think oh, I need to know what happened. I need to know. Give me a reason. I beg you. Rickman would have an in, wouldn't he? Did, yeah. He, he, and he never told Chris, never told anyone. He would, Chris would literally say to him, why are you doing that like that? He said, I'll tell you later. <laughs> 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 My favorite was the Gary Oldman and uh, Daniel The Rackle Gary chat. Stuff. The Gary chat. Um, <laughs> And that's because my favorite moment was how genuine they were together in term because they worked a lot together and and uh, the and, and for me for for me my money them talking about Alan Rickman having the inside line to what Ugh. Snape was doing because that was like we were watching Gary Oldman learn this information in real time and they were and and that clicked. That took that stopped from being for the cameras, and then that was just a, an intimate moment between the two of them yeah, talking about I'm, Alan Rickman. That that was so lovely to me. I can, I'm shocked that because again, a lot of these stories are out there, and you know, I I knew that one from a while ago, and I can't believe that Gary Holman stayed in the dark and didn't know that. That just yeah, that's like, wild to me. Uh, I just think it was. He also has the mo- can we talk about how he has the most unpredictable real accent of any of them? Yeah, totally, totally. His accent, I don't, I don't mean to to insult any British people that may or may not be listening to this, but like his accent is not as posh as um he always takes on in films or sometimes he's American, but like he had the most like cockney-ish. I don't I have to look up where he's from, but that he's was from, like He's from London. Yeah, but okay, but I'm like regionally. I'm curious because that he, was so so surprising, wasn't it? He was born in New Cross, London. Um, and no, I wish he, I knew what that meant. And I was he, hoping it would enlighten me. Um, like it was almost Cockney a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he grew up and in, loose. He grew very, up in South London. Okay, yeah. So that makes sense, actually. Um, yeah, just so, just so surprising. Um, yeah, but he seems so. And remember when we saw the fifth? Because um, you were there with me. Um, you could tell that, like their bond, uh, Dan Radcliffe. Like you could tell that they were. And I think I read this at that time too. That like they were buddy buddy, and and Dan looked up to him so much. And well, I it think was, like, the perfect uncle, like perfect role. 
Dan giving context to his relationship with them in terms of like the that first generation of actor, like the Maggie Smiths, like the um, Robbie Coltrane, like the Alan Rickmans, had been working with them since the first movie. So they still saw them as children. Whereas the and the growing and whatnot and helping them, but like these incredible actors coming in in these fifth movies, these sixth movies, all of that, mm-hmm. and like. You know, they were older. They were teenagers. They were working with them. They didn't see them as these little kids. They came in as contemporaries. And, yeah. and I think you can see that in a lot of the, the later films for sure. Yeah. Um, I, liked, I liked his context around that, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. I know. I, I just missed Alan Rickman so much. And I miss him. He's like an actor that I just miss a lot. Whenever I see Die Hard, whenever I see Love Actually, which has been mm-hmm. a lot of times this season, whenever, you know, in terms of actors that we've lost, like that one really hurts. And especially when I revisit these movies or the and books. We, we saw him in, in in London, not on stage, I but know, in the audience. We did. What were we seeing? Oh, the the woman from Dubuque? I have, no. I think it, it were wasn't, something. It wasn't the lady from Dubuque. Um, it was... Uh, it oh, was, Glass Menagerie? No, it wasn't. It was uh um it was the play uh about the actress and the woman the mother. It's a famous British play that never Amy's gets house? done. Amy's house? Uh Amy's something. Amy's something. Yes. I'll look okay, it up, yeah. but it was I rem- Amy's something. I forgot that we saw him in the audience. And he yes. was in the uh, Oh, that's right. His presence was so big. I mean it was aura, I mean. It was yeah. God, I just love him so much. And I loved, oh my God, Ray Fiennes, like them chatting about how they would like, you know, they were, they really saw each other as like acting, you know, counterpart equals. Amy View by David Hare. Amy's View. Amy's View. View. Yeah, yeah. I have the playbill here somewhere or the. the, Of course you do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Rickman I miss, and and I but I love the Ray Fines when he was talking about Alan Rickman at the end. Speaking like, of was... people who passed away, did you find it interesting that they spent so much time talking about Richard Harris and practically where zero was Michael Gammon? But it wasn't even where was he? They didn't even talk about him. I know, and the transition from that. I okay, that's something of all the things in this. I, the thing that was missing for me was. Here are these young children who just worked two movies with Richard Harris who passes away in between two and three. And now you have a new – I would have loved to have known like what it was like on set in terms of like them – what was it like, you know, dealing with death? of someone they were yeah. maybe close with at the time and they worked with and he was the he was their fatherish figure in those movies at that point like to be he replaced was like by God. one yeah. yeah and I'd not to mention curious. i didn't realize how funny he was in real life and how like lively and youthful he was and have seeing you ever, that stuff have you ever seen the movie the western unforgiven no put that on your list uh, richard harris okay. is in that movie and it's his greatest performance the Western Unforgiven. Yeah, it's uh, it's a Clint Eastwood movie. It won Best Picture. In the oh, it is 90s. a Western, and it is called Unforgiven. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Got it's, it. It's you're giving me more, genre and title. <laughs> it's uh, Gene Hackman. It's, oh wow! Uh, Clint Eastwood and Morgan Freeman with um, Richard Harris. Oh, okay. That's it's definitely an I wrote excellent that down. movie. But Richard Harris steals the show, and they're all oh, amazing God. in it. That's uh, oh that, yeah he he was. 
Yeah, the Michael Gambon thing, that was that was hard because I still picture Richard Harris in my head as I read. That, okay, I'll say that's a character that has that has I have resisted the depiction of Dumbledore uh to to what is in my head as Gambon. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, yeah, I, I never really sunk with me. I mean, of course, as he got old as he got older, he got better. And I will agree that there are parts of his, you know, arc that he could not be so old to do. So, you know, I get that it helps that he's a younger body actor in that mm-hmm. role, but I do not agree with some of his choices as even though I just paid homage to it in my intro. Well, you uh, paid homage to it because it feels wrong. Right, and because it will go down in forever as, you know, a blemish on that movie for me. Uh, but anyway, um, I yeah, so that was weird and it was weird that Maggie Smith wasn't there. I thought we'd get a little Maggie Smith. Yeah, Maybe it's well, COVID. Maybe she couldn't do it because COVID. Could have COVID. They're older. Uh, she's also said some not great things about the perform the filming recently. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm happy they got who they got, and yes. I'm happy that they I would have liked our Pats, but maybe he's busy with Batman stuff. Oh my gosh, we so I just watched the Twilight movies for the first time. And oh God, just now? Oh right, yeah, Jamie the first time. watched them right. Yeah, but I also and then I got. She was like, I don't want to watch these anymore. I'm like, no, I'm into them now. Oh um, God, Brian. Not into them, but like we started, we got to finish. Uh, Completest. Uh, yeah, but uh, I, yeah, I think that they got who they got. They got. The, listen, the bottom line is they got the three people they really wanted. I, I'd love to sure. know how much they paid them. That's very interesting oh to my me. God. Um, but uh, yeah, I, 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 there were some people there I wouldn't, I wasn't expecting. Like, I bet Toby Jones got a nice contract for talking about doing a voiceover. Ooh. Justin and I were like, well, I didn't real. I forget who I always forgot it was. I forgot it was Toby Jones. Justin did too, and then he remembered him from some movie. But I was like, wait, Arnim Zola. Yeah. Which I didn't. I knew. I figured that out yesterday. That's how old I was. That's the year I found out. I completely did not know. That's funny. Anyways, hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I, I would just die to know how much they were paid, but uh, they did get them all. Even Rupert Grant, who I thought would be the one that would be like tricky to get for some reason. Um, but they, then they were, they were lovely and I cried so much. My eyes are finally unswollen from last night crying and it is the next night. Um, I mean, you know, God, they were quoting lines of the book that got me. They were, anytime any of them were crying, I was crying. The Tim, oh, the, the Felton, Tom Felton, uh, Emma Watson stuff I didn't know, which I thought was really sweet. Tom Felton, so funny. Hmm? I I follow him on and Jason something. Isaacs. We saw no. Who we saw? We did the dumb waiter. The dumb waiter. Yep, yeah. we saw him. He's mm-hmm. great. Oh, d- during the whole. So as I mentioned, the thing that this made me miss was London the most by far. Um, and um, I every time an actor we saw on stage when we were in London, like I told her that Joanna and I would have a list of which Harry Potter actors we were seeing on stage, like. We saw yeah. Maggie Smith. We saw um, Maggie Smith. We saw um, Filch. We saw Jason Isaac. Oh, we saw Richard Griffiths. We saw of Richard course. Griffiths. Daniel Radcliffe, of course. We, um, what's his name? Who played Filch? We saw. Oh in, yes, I forget his name. Caretaker. And also is in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, we, um, we also saw. we saw. Um, I saw uh, Imelda Staunton. Oh yes, I saw, and we saw Zoe Wanamaker. We saw Zoe Wanamaker, uh-huh, mm-hmm, in the, the, the Rose Tattoo. Wait, when did you see Imelda Staunton? Um, we went separately from classes. We saw her in some play uh, uh, 
um, so oh, you mean want, this was an this was an intramural? Um, this was an outside of class. This uh, is an outside trip. of class. Got it. We also saw Tom Hardy. Tom, Har- we did. Yeah, in at the national in. Uh, oh uh, my god! It? I'm knowing this first, now. What was the first play we saw? Corn uh, Boy. No, 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 no. Uh, the first play. This is so boring for people. This I'm is so, so boring. Sorry. Was this the that terrible one that was like out and like? Wait, we saw Reese Ifans. We saw Don Juan Reese and Soho. Uh huh. Don Juan and or Soho. Reese, Reese of fans, if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Uh, we saw yep. the lizard. Your favorite Spider-Man My favorite. bad guy. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag make Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man three with yeah. Uh, we no, we saw we saw Tom Hardy at the National. Remember the set broke. I do not. Oh, oh, the foppish one. Um, uh, um, when he's the character. Something this is of so man, boring. man of mode. Man of mode. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, we we'll saw, stop. I now. saw Tom Hardy in person. Oh my god! I didn't even appreciate it. Well, we. I went to the the British. He hadn't Acad- even been Bane yet. I know. I went to. Oh, uh, what a beautiful singing voice. Uh, we went to. Uh, but he I went to the, Harry Potter. No, I'm just saying that's someone just famous. Cool yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Judy Dench, of course. Well, we saw Judy, but Judy's not in the in the movie. No, she's not. She's she skirted around that guy. Yeah, we saw yeah. a lot of famous people, and I also became really good friends with the guy in um, Love Actually, the one that goes to America because he was at the pub all the time. Oh anyway. wait, really? Yeah, really. Oh we man, close we friends. used to go. Yeah. Anyway, close, back close to Harry friends. Potter. Back to Harry Potter. Uh, okay. What was what was your uh, I, I don't know like what like what else did you love about this? What really got you? What what like what what was missing for you? I mean, I miss some of the people and I, I just wanted to, I mean, I immediately picked up the first book and I'm like, I'm ready to go back. Take me back like for real into my imagination, into my world. I'm also going back to Universal Studios at the end of the month. So I'm gearing up for that as well. Um, we'll definitely have to talk about that when you come yeah, back because I just be. went too. And then now in London, I really want to do the studio tour because I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I realized that that was still a possibility. So got to go do that. Um, you know, and not for nothing, and I think it's just coincidence, but like the most expensively or economically awesome experience of uh, coincidence for Warner Brothers. But Fantastic Beasts finally returns for better or for worse this year, so it's like really good for that I, to get this all back rolling again because I haven't seen anything about it. And I'm like, come on, you guys, it's getting closer. I will say, I like Mads Mickelson a lot. So oh, yeah, am, I'm pumped for that. Seeing Mads Mikkelsen play Grindelwald is mm-hmm. much more interesting and exciting to me than watching than Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Yeah, uh, and and again, I'm I not a huge him. fan of these movies. I, I'm gonna go and see it. Obviously, like I'm not, that's not gonna stop me from uh, seeing yeah, it. You're going, and we're going to do a pot on it. And it's yeah, going absolutely. To be um, but yeah, I just really enjoyed these. Uh, I. What a wonderful way to spend New Year's, uh, like I know. The, the first of the year, uh, watching this. I know it was so great, and I mean, even even like actors that I thought like wanted to distance themselves from the project, like Ray Fiennes, like even he was a good sport about it. Again, I know they were paid. I'm not an idiot, but you know, he, he talked positively about it. He wasn't like you know just just walking through it. He really talked about it. Yeah, and you know, obviously, some of these people came in for like. A couple of hours and just sat in a chair and talked about it, yeah. you know, which was great. No, I'm, I'm, that's a great thing. I'm glad that they got them to do that. Um, I, I just like, I really had a great time watching it. It made me fall in love. For me, 
the benefit was it made me re-fall in love with Harry Potter again, not just like when they're randomly on the sci-fi yeah. channel or, or TBS or TNT yeah. or whatever it is. Yes. Um, I own and, them all on my, my Apple TV. <laughs> yeah, that's great. They're all on HBO now. So I know. Don't tell me that. And I all, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's stupid. Uh, um, but I also want to say as an, as someone and you and I have, have been both been actors, there were times too that I got wrapped up in that kind of stuff. Like when Emma Watson was saying that when she had that final line, I'll go with you. Um, when Harry has to do the thing he has to do, mm. um, like that was basically all of her emotion from like all of it coming to a head, like, and you can see, I mean, that line is delivered beautifully. Um, I started crying of course, because it just, I know what that feels like to bring your person, like to bring that stuff through, you know, your lines as you're performing. So I just, to see all that emotion yeah. was awesome. I was so hoping that they would do something like that. And they did. And they actually had footage of their last day. Like mm-hmm. I was very happy with all of that. Oh my God, they were bawling, and I was bawling right along with them. Dan Radcliffe crying yeah. that last rap day. Oh, that was great footage. What, um, yeah, and I think they did a good job of reflecting on the fact that, like, they spent 10 years together, growing up together, and I'm sure they have a text chat together, and I'm sure they asked each other if they were going to do it. I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I imagine the three of them being like, hey, I'm not going to do it if you two don't do it. Like, like oh, I don't care yeah, what they sure. pay me. Yeah, they don't yeah. need the money, per se. But um, I guess my last question for you is, do you have a definitive movie ranking of these eight oh, movies? Oh, man. Um, well, there's my the favorites, and then there's the bests. Um, I think as favorite, um, yeah, as as movies that I love. I See, okay, so I, this is a, it's a loaded question, Brian. You put me on the spot. I, I know what because, I Okay, because <laughs> I don't like, as my husband hates this that I do, but I cannot wa- just turn on any of them. Maybe I can just turn on one, two, and maybe Prisoner of Azkaban, so Chamber of Secrets, Philosopher's Stone, or Prisoner of Azkaban. But from four on, I can't turn them on because, A, it's all I have other than the books, and if I watch them too much, I'm afraid I will tire of them or not have joy watching them. Interesting. So I have to either have recently read the book, and then I'll do a one-time through rewatch. Um, Hallows is, like, so important to me that I keep it like rare and special because that's the end of it and all I will ever have left. So I rarely watch those. So it's like, anyway, my favorites to watch probably are Hallows uh, 1, Hallows 2, um, a-, a Goblet of Fire, uh, Order of the Phoenix, Azkaban, 6th, Half-Blood Prince, I, 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 you haven't read the books. I don't know what you're thinking when you're watching. Ha- you must like be like, what is this movie for Half-Blood Prince? Because it just makes no sense, but whatever. Different pod. Um, and then uh, Chamber of Secrets and then the first one, just because mm-hmm. it's like the most childish. But best-wise, I have to think about that longer. Um, but no, Hallows to me are, because it's the closest to the book. You get two of them, of course, they could do that. And they're the best at, they're, they're at their best. Mm-hmm. It's the darkest, which I freaking love, but Goblet of Fire is just a great one. I, I can maybe just turn that one on, but it's not a casual viewing, Brian. It's not like mm-hmm. I'm doing work and then it's just on. These things are reverent. Sure. <laughs> what about what about you? Or did you so not think of it for yourself? I am not precious about these. I love them. They mean a lot to me, but like, I don't know, throw it on. I'll watch it. That's fine. Um mm-hmm. uh we I recently did a full rewatch of all of them for fun. Uh during probably during the pandemic. <clears throat> um but 
I I don't know. I like them all. I'm I'm less I'm less inclined to watch some of the first ones. Yeah. Uh, but I I mean, the th- Alfonso Cuarón is one of my favorite directors, so I'm so happy he spoke a little bit in this. I'm really happy yeah. all the directors came back and spoke. That was really yeah. interesting insight. Chris Columbus talking about like having worked with kids so much, and he's so proud and also of them. Getting to work with John Williams again. Did we? Did they ever talk about the fact that those two together are like the dream combination? Like no. doing Home Alone together and doing that together. Anyway, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if people think of John Williams as being like, and Chris Columbus being the dream team. No, certainly <laughs> not. But like, geez, I mean, the the mu- music yeah. adds so much to both of those films. Uh, agreed, anyway, agreed. Home Alone um, is being the second one. Yes, I think that that was interesting. I like all those, but Alfonso Cuarón is one of my favorite directors. I love the third movie. Yeah, I love the. I think the fourth movie is great. I'm not too high on five and six, and I really enjoy seven um, and eight, especially the animation sequence. Um, oh my god, the story of the three brothers! The, yeah, it's like very Don Quixote, stuff. so yes. good. Very Man's Mancha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed all of that. So I would probably say the third one's my favorite movie and book. Yeah, the third one is fabulous. That's really when it started to get really good because yeah. there, I mean, it's there's some heavier themes coming in which he talks about yeah, but yeah I, I think it, it's i'm glad that they switched up the directors as much as they did because though you want it to have a very nice through line the the the, the stuff is just getting darker and you just can't have chris columbus doing deathly Allos. sorry and i do like that the same director did all of the last few yeah I, I feel like those needed to be more consistent than the original first yeah. couple needed to be which um, is strange because that i don't know if you notice it in the sixth movie there's like that glossy finish like that 80s glamour shot finish to the whole movie sure. what like i'd love to be like what were you what why yeah because he's sure the same director redo- yeah um but yeah i think it was appropriately the directors were very appropriately matched i think to their movies yeah totally um I, I had a blast. Listen, I have some issues with this, but only because I love it so much. Not issues. I wanted more. The bottom line is it was so good that I wanted more. I wanted yeah. more in-depth. I wanted more tea. I wanted more. But like the, the the basis of this was just like, hey, here are your friends again talking about the thing you love. Yeah, totally. And again, it was kind of at the beginning. I was like, do we need this? Like, this is weird. But yeah. you do you do need it if you want the older generation to be part of it. And that's the sure. that's the truth of it. But you also, you know, not that's just this is just the cinematic debut of Harry Potter. This this stuff has been going on since 1997. So, you know, in that regard, I think, you know, I would love to see them do like, well, I guess you'd have to use J.K. Rowling. But, you know, I'd love to see them do this type of thing with the and just stick to the books and talking so much about those. Um, yeah, but, but then that's yeah. that's just that's, her and like don't be about sitting alone and writing these. <laughs> exactly. Um, so here's my final question for you. Okay. My question for you is: In the future, mm-hmm. do you think A will get a refilmed epilogue, and B, Cursed Child movies with them? In the future. That's so funny. I never thought about them redoing the epilogue. Um, I don't think they're going to redo the epilogue. You mean like Hayden Christensen style in like Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, <laughs> like, just sort of magic them in looking old. <gasps> Maybe. Oh, well, actually, yeah. Now that I'm thinking of it, you mean like in 50 years? Not 50. No. Maybe no, 10 more years they, when they yeah. actually look old? Because like you can't convince me that they're not going to do Cursed Child. You can't convince me they're, that they're not going to do I think they're definitely going to do Cursed Child, although... 
I do wonder if the J.K. Rowling stuff is going to play a part because I think she Fantastic Beasts. Cursed Child. That's true. It just depends. It depends if she does any more, if she talks any more, if she also, digs like, herself deeper into holes. I don't the, know. The hardest thing about Cursed Child without – I can't really talk about it without spoiling it, so I'm not going to. But Yes, because you'd be spoiling it for me as well, so I'd murder you. Yeah, there <laughs> are things in Cursed Child that you just cannot do. Mm, but you can do on stage. Yes. Interesting. Ooh, intrigue. Yes. Uh-huh. But you'd you mean, be, maybe it's special because it's in it's live. That's no. Really I, you know what? Saying? I I I. Oh, that's all you can say on the matter. Okay, fine. Okay. Uh, yeah. I I would. If you don't want to know anything about it, I can't say. Anything. I don't. I don't. So yeah, you'll have to just. Yep. Yeah, okay. Great. There are there um, are just so that that's what I'll say about that. Like, there's okay. a lot of hurdles to jump over. Um, okay. Ethical or not. So mm. I wonder if they'll continue. Well, you know how Curse Child ends. So I'm wondering, will there be more? Maybe. No, I, 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 that I don't know. Again, they want to make okay. money. They can do whatever the hell they want. I, I think they're going to stick with this, with the, with the prequel stuff as they've been doing. There's yeah, more because runway like, there. And is that a Jude Law Funko Pop behind you? It sure is. Sure is. It's him. It's him teaching his little class with the, yeah. with the bug arts. So I'm, um, I'm curious to see how many Fantastic Beasts movie are we getting? They have said there will be five, I believe. I oh, wanted to say why? seven, but I don't know. But I'm going to go ahead and say the crimes of Grindelwald, um, and you just at me if you want to know these theories, but the crimes of Grindelwald, if it's awkward because there's been so much time between, between the new one and that one, yeah. so they've been wait, making us wait. But if... They lay, ended it really weirdly, and yes. we were like, huh? But there are some amazing theories, and I believe them. I hope to God, because JK, for all that she is, like, she's she she can get this these strings to tie. And I have if they can if they can end this well, I think these movies are going to be better when you go back and and revisit them because they there will be things that will be cleared up so we'll see if they can stick the landing we'll talk about we should do we should do a re we'll we'll do the fantastic rewatch as much as you're gonna hate it it. yeah we're gonna do that because there's only two have to rewatch them before this one i'm gonna have to I mean, I think you're gonna have to rewatch all the movies and the Fantastic because no, you never I'm know what's not, gonna be a part I, of that. I know the original one. We will. We should do a Harry Potter series, like all the movies again. Um, right. But well, I, yeah. before this Fantastic Beast comes out in April, I'm definitely gonna have to watch the first two again. I'm trying to finish my my reread by then because I care more about the reread than the rewatch because I think it's gonna incorporate with if my. The theory that I believe and I'm sticking towards is something that really is pulled heavily from the books. So I'm going to do a re-read and then a Fantastic Beasts re-watch before the new one. Well, that being said, we're going to have a ton of Harry Potter content this year. I know, and I'm so excited we're getting more. It's been so long. Yeah, we're going to talk about our experiences at the parks for sure. We might even – maybe we'll do an episode on that specifically. We'll definitely Mm -hmm. rewatch the Fantastic Beasts movie. We're going to do the new Fantastic Beasts movie. And then there are some months where like the release dates, things slow down. Maybe we'll do a Harry Potter rewatch. We can even break it up like – like, like this a movie one did to movie in terms yeah. of like, well, I really like Chunks. how they broke it up into like the first and second. Yes. One, and like coming of age one, times. Yeah. Awkward sixth, phase. And then yeah. the final ones that actually sounds very interesting. I would be interested in doing that. I'm t- 
obviously on game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do a lot. I'm gonna take a lot of footage down down in Florida, so get ready to be spammed on TikTok and Instagram. Well, nerds, don't let the muggles get you down. We thank you so much for listening and reminiscing with us, and we hope that you had as much fun as we did. Please join us next time as we break down the next episode of The Book of Boba Fett. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We're at the Nerdverse Pod. Again, at the Nerdverse Pod. Be sure to subscribe to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and rate and review us there. As a new podcast in a multiverse of other nerdverses, the reviews and ratings are so very important for us to grow, and we can't wait to hear from you. But for now, remember, the ones who love us, I'm going to (laughs) cry, never really leave us. You can always find them in here. Mischief managed. (laughs) Mischief managed. When we went to, uh, we'll talk about this more, but Jamie was chosen at Ollivander's when we went Uh, Yes, I know. You texted me. Were you the only people there? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It was like us and three other people. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) I thought you were going to say no. Yeah, well, because you went during pandemic, right? We went during pandemic. So the Disney 50th years this year was in October. We went the last week of August, which was like 150 degrees. It was so hot down there. Oh my God, that sounds awful. Kids down there had already gone back to school. And so so we had school, a pandemic, and everybody waiting to go in October. So we didn't wait on one. We waited no longer than 20 minutes for any ride. Oh my God. Excuse me, including... um, Hagrid's motorbike ride. It wasn't broken at all? No. Oh, my God. But you never rode it at night like I told you to. But that is amazing. We did not. We did not ride it at night, which would have been awesome, but we didn't do that. It was so amazing. Such a game changer. 